raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. As Charlotte FC Major League Soccer is now in season and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse. Coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. And in the studio now, we have Hunter Bailey, Charlotte 49ers beat writer and Highway 49 podcast. Here to talk about the Charlotte 49ers spring game. Everybody ready to see what they're going to look like under head coach Biff Pogey. I talked about and gave a little bit of a preview on Friday. Main thing that we talked about was the size, the transfers on the offensive line because Coach Pogey talked about how he wants his team to be physical, don't look for uh, 65 passes a game. They want to run the ball and be physical. So my first question is, how did they look, the offensive line, and could you immediately tell uh, a size difference with this team and then past teams under Coach Healy? Definitely. Uh, there's some some big guys up front this year. They added, I think it was eight offensive line transfers, like five or six of which are 310 pounds or more. Uh, the leader of that group, Kevin Williams, transferring him from Nebraska. He was actually the number one pick um, in the spring game draft. Uh, so bigger bodies, more depth. And as far as that goes, I mean, they ran for well over 100 yards. Shad Bird had a 100-yard game. Hashan Wilson had, I think it was a 75-yard game. Uh, so good start, definitely for big big guys up front. Was it boring? My bad. Was it was it boring or because it's like if you're handing the ball off a lot, I just didn't know how how boring it would be. Look, I want all the wins. Give me all the boring gameplay you want if that's going to lead to victories. But what what was it like compared to other spring games that you've seen? Uh, boring. Maybe, maybe. Is that too strong? Oh, all right. So last year, last year, right, was the Will Healy MC game, right? And that's when he was literally just handing the mic to people. Grant DeBose was talking that talk. Yeah. I mean, so that was <laughs> more fun. But uh, this one was more like, let's see what's up because we haven't seen. Like, let's see Jalen Jones. Let's see Xavier Williams. Let's see some of these new four and five star recruits. So boring, maybe sorta. I'm sorry, lot, that was too strong. A I lot of what, runs. Yeah. Okay. But. Still, still like impactful like, <laughs> because they already they also have three returning starters on that line and three other guys with experience. So is it safe to say this is easily going to be their strongest unit? I'm not ready to say that yet. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, you look at all the talent they brought in. I want to see them all on the actual line together. So this spring game draft, it was like 
everyone was split up. So you, you got to see a little bit of the individuals, but you didn't get to see a, a finished product for sure. Okay, so Coach Poggi called quarterback Jalen Jones outstanding, dynamic. He called him a showstopper. Those are strong words. Now, in the NFL, they call guys franchise quarterbacks, but has Charlotte found a program quarterback now? Because those are some big, uh, that's some big superlatives. The way that he was talking after that, I mean, he did everything but say this is our quarterback. And then freshman four-star running back Darrell Robinson came up mid-interview and said QB1. They shared a moment together. Mm. What? Everything <laughs> from that points to Jalen Jones is the guy. I want to see more. I mean, we saw seven passes, and they were playing basically two-hand touch with a quarterback. So we didn't get to see too much of that running ability. He did say some of the tackles he would have ran through and just like overall, it was a good performance, but I mean, still, we've seen seven passes. From yeah, yeah. If a player, it's different with the NFL because you have pressure all around. Hey, can he be a number one QB? Can he be a franchise? But with a player at Charlotte, where there are legitimately a few QBs that could take this spot, especially with Xavier Williams, when he stepped in, you know, he did a nice job last year and apparently did not play very well at the very beginning of the spring game. Hunter, I know yeah. you're making a face. Yeah, so three of five for 20 yards and a score. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. and so Jalen Jones, he looks to be that guy, which will be interesting. I know Foster also, you know, still in the mix here, but it'll be very interesting. Go check out Hunter Bailey's article, by the way, on the Charlotte Observer. Hunter underscore Bailey 45 is where you can find his work when you look on Twitter. And so just looking at some of the biggest strengths for this team. I, I know you said you're not ready to say what position group has the biggest strength quite yet. What are some of the things you're worried about, though, going into next year, Hunter? I think, I mean, following following a year ago, you're still worried about the defense, right? They keep talking about this defense is going to be elite. They added a five-star, seven four-stars, and four three-stars just to the defense. So when you look at that, it's like, all right, this is a lot different for Charlotte football, but how are these guys going to come together? Um, talked a little bit last time I talked with you guys about Dante Balfour. We got C.J. Burton from Boston College. Both of those guys have played some college football, but neither of them have been extremely successful or have a lot going in that realm. So my thing is like, this is prove it time for them. They have to mm. show that they're solid corners because this group's definitely going to get tested. Let me talk about another spring game that had an effect on Charlotte, even if it wasn't Charlotte's spring game. And that's what Elijah Spencer did yeah. at Minnesota. Ooh. So in case you don't know, Spencer was probably the best recruit Will Healy ever got. Am I wrong on that? Emmer DeBose. Yeah, and, well, and DeBose was awesome. But Spencer, too, like being such a young contributor, this guy had nine catches for 120 yards and a touchdown at Minnesota during the spring game. Big-time stats. We can expect some big-time things from him in Minnesota's program. Where does that leave the wide receiver depth for this year's team? Even if they're going to be run heavy, is that something we should still be concerned about? I think so, and I think that's something that they should address in the portal. Uh, we saw a little bit from Jack Astero. Like I say, it was so mix and match, it was kind of hard to tell specifically who was really going to be a contributor, Contributor, but I've heard a lot of good about Hestera. Jalen Jones said he's their little Cooper Cup. He's a Swiss Army knife. He knows how to get open, and he does it very well. He scored on like a 13-yard reverse. It was the game's only trick play, and it was the only thing that really wasn't super vanilla they made. Mm -hmm. Jalen said they ran about 25% of their playbook, only in 11 personnel. Defense ran three coverages. Like, it was... Mm. It was a spring game, and they. Uh, but as far as receivers go, Jaden Bradley from Pittsburgh looks solid. Um, really, after that, Jack Reynolds actually kind of showed out. Two catches on two targets, and he actually had the catch of the night on Jalen Jones' best throw of the night. Uh, so I would 
expect to see him in spurts this season, but I definitely think they need to address receiver depth for sure. And then going to probably what was the star of the game or one of the stars of the game, Shadrick Bird. Uh, he was the All-Conference USA selection as a freshman as far as the All-Freshman team. Honorable mention in 2022 and 2021 as a, as a kick returner. He went over 100 yards uh, in that spring game, got a score. Is this a guy that's ready to emerge as a star in this coming season? I think Shad Bird is a great back, and you can use him in a lot of different ways. I don't really know with the running backs, and here's why. Okay, so they have Darrell Robinson, who I mentioned earlier, four-star back, and Poji said that we didn't even see Darrell Robinson. He had three carries for negative eight yards. Every time he touched the ball, he was getting hit by two or three people in the backfield. It was like, it was a rough, it was a rough night for him. Um, and then, so Shad, Darrell, and then it sounds like there's more help on the way uh, with a former, actually Harding alum, played his ball at Tennessee two years there. Oh, is he talk- going back to running back? And he's going back to running back? That's what it sounds like. Oh, oh. I'm telling you right now. Hey, hey, you know that's the best high school prospect. I, Drake sure. May, Crouch. <laughs> I don't care if it's your fifth transfer team. Come on, Crouch. Yeah. Bring that Harding six skill two, set back. 6'2", 240? Like, this is a yeah. bowling ball. That's a Big Ten running back. Well, I thought he should have stayed at running back anyway. I never liked the fact that he went and was like, oh, well, in the NFL, I'll make more money as a linebacker. Like, come on, man. So, and Shadrick Bird did not score, but he did have 100 yards. But, no, that's interesting that Crouch is going to come there. Is he Is he in there yet? Is he? He was at the spring game. He was on campus a couple days before for a visit. It's not for sure, but I think the signs are kind of pointing at that right now. Okay, we're going to hold it right there and we're going to keep it there then when we come back we'll talk more about this and more on the charlotte 49ers program and we'll talk some basketball as well with hunter bailey charlotte 49ers beat writer this is the weston walker show sports radio 92.7 wfnz raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. One o'clock on Weston Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We have Hunter Bailey in the Planet Kia studio. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ broadcasting live from the Planet Kia studios. The best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. I'm still a little bit on a high from the Quavarius Crouch mention because I remember it's my first ever game I ever called doing play-by-play high school football. And there was a two-minute drill. Harding had it at like the 20. Okay. They had the whole length of the field basically to try to drive within a minute 45. I was like, okay, so I'm trying to set up the scene. Okay. Let's see how many times, you know, they'll have like one timeout. So are they going to get out of bounds? Yada, yada. Hand it to Quivarius Crouch runs for 80 yards and scores a touchdown. And that team actually had played Zamir white the week before who was the number one running back in that class. And then Crouch was the number one running back in the next year's class has to be like one of the first few times it's ever happened. So I'm excited to see it, but this team Hunter, it's always been a program really going from Brad Lambert to even Will Healy to now Biff Pogey, where the running backs have been the the stars. You know, we can go to Benny LeMay. We can even go back Khalif. where, well, yeah, Khalif was awesome, Khalif Phillips. And then mm-hmm. you can talk about now, I like Shadrick Bird. I know you just kind of gave him a, a glowing praise there. It doesn't seem like that's going to be very different going into this year. 
no, for sure. Like I said, a lot of talent, and there's even Siobhan McEachern that was on the team who's like yeah. a change of back, change of pace back last year. He's back as well. Henry Rutledge, there's there's some depth for sure for the 49ers, and I think Shad, whether it be Shad, Darrell, or if Guevaris does indeed come, like they're going to have a big O-line to run behind, and I think they're going to run a lot of 22 personnel, so I expect to see a, a lot of carries. Now, the defensive staff, they made some changes last year, even going into the season, but defensively, I mean, Hunter, it's just been so bad the last couple of years you can make an argument it was the worst defense sometimes statistically in different categories they were literally the worst defense and some of that it was awful I have to imagine that's going to be the biggest jump because of two reasons one you can't go any worse there's just (laughs) zero chance that this defense is going to be any worse next year but also this is somebody I do believe in in Biff Pogey and he is getting some talent there so do you think that this could be an average defense and how did they perform in your eyes it's not like it was a high score so you know at least they didn't allow a ton of yards or a ton of points going up on the scoreboard. I think you're going to see a much improved front four, and I think that's going to take the team way further. I mean, you you look at bad DB play. What does that what does that work hand in hand with bad bad pass rush? Mm-hmm. So you add guys like Yabi Oki, who we didn't get to see much of in the spring game, and then you're talking about Damon Clowney coming in from Ole Miss, and then someone really to watch as a returnee from last year. He actually started his career at Auburn, played a season at Indiana, is Stone Handy. He's an edge walk-up guy. He can ball. He's going to make a lot of plays. Yeah, it's a it's a great. I heard I heard you on with Mac and Bone preview in the spring game. It's like you hope he doesn't play wide receiver, but yeah, yeah that's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, for sure. we'll, we'll take the name at a different position. Well, a lot was made of those transfers too. They came in on the defensive line, and we know Coach Poji is all about the trenches. So have they have they looked good? And then this kind of defense as a whole. I mean, did you see the improvement as far as you know just how they looked? in this game as well. I think there's more talent at all three levels of this defense. And I think linebacker is kind of, kind of where it's going to start. Uh, you're talking about Demetrius Knight coming in from Georgia tech. OC Iquanu, who's actually Iki Iquanu's younger brother oh. transfer from Notre Dame. He had a good showing. He was probably the best linebacker on the field uh, in the spring game. And then you still got Derek Boykins. He suffered a, he, or he went through a surgery in the off season, still recovering, but he'll be back. Then Prince Bima, another returning starter. I think that group is going to be really good, especially in pass coverage. And I just, like I say, if the secondary can piece it together, find find some strengths there. They've got some returning guys. Sounds like more help is on the way there as, as well. This could be, I mean, Biff Poji said top 15. I don't know if you guys heard that. I, I don't know about that. That's. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about going from literally bottom three to top 15. That would just be ridiculous. But if you can get middle of the road and just give your team a chance to win... Big ups to you. Yeah, and I know Walker asked about the improvement during the game, but I meant over the totality of the spring. And what was the thing they emphasized, like the thing that they pointed to that said, this is why defense has not been good? Has it been tackling? Has it been communication? Like, what what has it been in your opinion? Last year, it was the back end. They couldn't couldn't stop anybody. And they, had, they didn't have much of a pass rush. Quarterback could just sit back there, dice them up, and then the corners were... I mean, I'm not going to say like incompetent, but it was bad. Well, and plus the defensive, like the co-defensive coordinators, one was a pass rusher, one was a defensive back, yep. right? And that was the biggest weakness on the defense. When And when you look at it, man, it's like, it's, it's almost a complete overhaul of the secondary. There's a couple guys back, and that's going to be Wayne Jones and Marcus Robitaille. Robitaille didn't play at all last year. He'll be a big contributor at safety. And then the corners are literally going to be a completely new group. Do you think that there stands to be, especially with so many guys that they brought in, 
Are we going to see guys now exiting after they've had a spring under Coach Poggi and with so many guys vying for positions? Do they stand to lose some guys there, especially uh, at quarterback, the backup quarterback with everything that they said? Do we think that maybe that uh, that he could transfer, James Foster? See, I'm not sure. The way that Poggi phrased this after the spring game was that Xavier or Jalen Jones was outstanding. He was a showstopper, as we talked about. And then James Foster played great. Foster didn't see any action until the second half. I thought, I mean, he had two or three passes that should have been picked off. He ended up seven for 12, 100 yards and a touchdown. Really, all the quarterback play after Jones kind of stepped out was was pretty rough. Uh, but him not mentioning Xavier Williams at all kind of shocked me because Williams has been the number two through the spring. Williams and Foster have worked at number two. But for him to not mention him at all, at all knowing how young he is, that, that kind of shocked me. Let's switch over to basketball. You've still been covering basketball just as much as football and even more so on Highway 49 podcast. Awesome guest over there getting Jameer Young, who's always been a fun listen. Same thing. I know you had Bryce Williams. I think you actually had him on before your first stop here at the Planet Kia Studios. Bryce Williams, no longer a 49er, right? We thought maybe, just maybe, there was a shot that they could keep him, but he instead goes to Nebraska, which is a big Power 5 transfer. Ali Khalifa, one of my favorite favorite players in the last decade just because of how unique he was he was a little bit of a different style he goes to BYU how bad was the transfer portal to Charlotte this season Hunter and is there any redeeming thing coming back in return via the porter portal uh it's transfer portal take it the way right now I haven't heard of anything as far as on the way Uh, I mean losing losing Bryce he's going to Nebraska to play for Fred Hoiberg this is his go to Nebraska play there for a year take your shot in the league I mean up your three-point percentage, play against higher-quality opponents. And that way, the NBA scouts know this is what's up. Jameer Young talked about it, too. Uh, When Charlotte lost to Rice in the Conference USA tournament a couple seasons ago, the scouts literally said to him, like, we see what you can do, but we don't think you can do it at higher-level competition. So he had to transfer to give give himself a shot to play in the NBA. You're seeing the same thing with these guys. What's the vibe around the program, like with the fans, or what have you been hearing about their opinions of Charlotte basketball? Because it just seems like a program that's just dormant right now, for lack of a better term. It's it's funny, man, because as soon as it felt like it was going their way a little bit, they win the CBI. It's like, all right, going to the American, got our guys coming back. Because at first, nine of the top ten scorers from a season ago were slated to come back before they started hitting the portal. But then you lose your two top scorers and your two top rebounders, and Bryce and Ali, and now it's kind of like, here we are again. You know, we're new conference, same head coach coming back again. It's just you're kind of looking for these young guys to step up, but you know that you're in the same situation where you're going to have to rely on transfer folks to come in and shape the team. Yeah, Wes, you asked about the vibe. We got a text. Walker, let's ignore 49ers basketball. That program is dead with the current setup. (laughs) I think all Niner fans are 100% focused on football, wanting us to go back to football. But that answered your question, right? Like, that's just what it is right now. And it is unfortunate because... Okay, some of this feels a little ridiculous when you win the CBI. I mean, you win what is like the third postseason tournament in college basketball, but at least there was some momentum. It felt weird how to try to take that. But then when you lose a Bryce Williams, when you lose an Ali Khalifa, and something that continues to be a problem that I've talked about for over a decade, it doesn't matter what coach you have, talent is going to transfer out. And even with the portal being all more prevalent, yes, that is a little bit of an excuse to these coaches that come in and take over this program. 
But the name of the game is keeping on to some of that talent, at least getting something in return. And so, Hunter, like, look, we're getting later into the year. I guess timing would be interesting, and and I think it would be late. But if we continue to not hear any names come through the transfer portal, like when we're getting pretty deep into the process, what are the chances you think Ron Sanchez is fired before the season starts? Do you think we're past that point, or do you still think there's a possibility? I think we're probably past that point now. I mean, if you're going to do it, you should have done it. Right. Even, Even right after the CBI. I mean, the news of them transferring came out. That Monday, I'm pretty sure they won the CBI on like a Saturday. And well, I know there was some like hope maybe they could hold on if possible, but eventually it didn't happen. Yeah, um, I think at this point, firing Ron would like if you were going to do it, you should have done it. But Mike or Mike Hill has also said before, if it's going to happen eventually, it might as well go ahead and happen right now. So you can look at it either way, but at this mm-hmm. point, I think it's you should have done it if you're going to. Are least. there any rumblings of any guys at your hand that are maybe even looking at Charlotte that could potentially come in and help them immediately? There's been some folks that have came in and toured, but nothing that's like they're on the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move on from the basketball program. We'll give some final thoughts here from Hunter Bailey joining (laughs) us in playing at Kia Studios. That's just how it is with basketball right now. Some of the final things from the spring game. I know we talked about biggest strengths, biggest weaknesses. I know you also put together an article, if I'm not mistaken, on The Observer, where you did have quite a bit of quotes in here, right? Something from Biff Pogey, possibly. What's something that stood out to you when talking to anybody after the spring game was over and done with? Yeah. I really thought the like biggest takeaways were from Jalen Jones. He said mm-hmm. this offense is going to be explosive style offense. That's who we are. Which for me, that was a big flip from everything I had been told. All I was hearing was elite defense, run the ball, Big Ten. So when he said explosive style offense, I was like, all right, that's a little bit different. What we're going to have explosive handoffs? We're going to have some play <laughs> action? Like what's going on? So that that was one of my biggest takeaways. And, I mean, they did show a little bit of just straight drop back, like three yeah. to five-step drops. And then Williams, Williams, when he came in, Xavier Williams, their offense definitely changed a little bit. And whether it have just been struggles with getting through his progressions or lack of fami- familiarity with the receivers, it was just like there was a clear drop-off. So that's that was at least key to me. How was the scene? What was the turnout like? The tailgates were good. I mean, they had the Normulans out there. The group of five guys came to town, did a live show. Uh, Biff Pogey walked down the hill during the Niner walk with a very large stogie in his hand. (laughs) He was enjoying himself. The fans were out there having fun. It wasn't the packed house that he spoke of. Yeah. Um, But I would say it was about half capacity. And when you're thinking about a spring game for Charlotte, that's, I mean, it was no Colorado. You guys saw that. I saw they said it was like 5,000 fans or whatever. So I thought that was decent for Charlotte. I mean, for sure. And I don't, I don't even know of a head count, but when you looked at the crowd, like the home side, that side looked good. The away side where the students sit, it was about half full over there. And then the end zone was hardly no one. So yeah. when, I mean, it was, it was a good turnout. The fans had fun. They did autographs after all the fans were out on the field, talking to the coaches and the players. And that was the first time that you could do any of that in this off season. So overall it was good. Yeah. So bottom line, should people be excited about this team coming into the fall based off everything you've seen in the spring from day one, all the way up into the spring game? Definitely. And I mean, you look at it too. They play exciting games this year. I mean, we're talking at Florida, at Maryland, at ECU. Navy is the homecoming game. Memphis at home. Like there's exciting games that you're like, hey, man, I actually want to make time to watch this on my Saturday or I want to bring my family out here and watch a decent product on the field. And even if they aren't this powerhouse that he's talking like right off rip, 
as long as there's improvement over three and nine and it's better than what it was, I think you're pleased with at least this direction in the new conference. All right, there is the spring game recap from Hunter Bailey, the guy that is covering this team every single day, all the important stuff. It would be a smart thing for you to follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Also take a listen to his uh, Highway 49 podcast has some great guests on there. Also great analysis as well. Again, Highway 49 podcast. Hunter, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks again. Thanks, bro. Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.